What's up guys? My name is Sabrina. My name is Nat. And this is our first podcast episode with Body Intentions. I'm so excited. We have been wanting to start a podcast for so long and I think right now we were both just in alignment and right now is just the time where we're at in our lives. Everything that's that we've learned and went through throughout 2020 and so far 2021. Right now, I just feel it in my bones. This is the time to start the podcast and offer some value to you guys. And you can now just take a look inside our brains, which I'm so excited to show you guys everything that we've been reading, everything we've been researching Mm -hmm. for the past since we've met for the past three years, we yeah. basically have been on a manifestation journey. Yeah. And self-improvement <laughs> journey, constant growth. We've always, our relationship is so different than any friendship relationship I've ever came across. Because Same. Because we are constantly just trying to make ourselves grow. Yes. And telling each other, we literally spent last night, we pulled up two Instagram posts with a bunch of- By Jake Woodward. He's yeah. like this guy on Instagram who talks about- masculine and feminine energies and balancing your yin and yang energies which we'll get into and explain but we literally sat in nat's room and just discussed it was a how great to, classroom yeah no it was amazing and there's a saying that you're the average of i think it's like the five people that you surround yourself with so we're both very very picky especially within this last year our tolerance, I think, of people who we used to spend time with has just gone very, very down. Um, but it's because, like, you truly are so influenced by who you spend your time with that, you know, you have to cultivate growth and cultivate an environment where you can grow. Right. But I think this is a really great segue into kind of giving a brief overview to you guys about how we started becoming friends and how we got close because it definitely wasn't like a typical story but I, I thought she was an older girl i had came <laughs> to this apartment with my best friend at the time this was after our freshman year in college yeah so this was summer summer after freshman year right mm-hmm. before sophomore year mm-hmm. and i walked into this apartment i saw sabrina and i had seen her on instagram before she was really <laughs> into fitness and i had wanted to get into fitness so I hit her up talking <laughs> and, you know, chit-chatted her No, up. that was after we met. You, We met and then... Um, wait, when, wait. No, we met at the apartment. Yeah, we met at the apartment and then after we met, then you started DMing me. Yeah, I started, like, going out of my way to <laughs> her DMs. Like, oh, I'm going boxing today. You want to come? <laughs> you know what's so weird, though? I, like, and even sometimes now, the way that Nat is, and we were just talking about this, She's a very non-verbal communicator. She communicates with her body language, and I think I, I, I communicate verbally too. I'm no, you do. I, you I've do. Been ways no, I think it's so. I like try to. I try to copy you in some ways like that because it's just her poker face is so good. For example, and you're kind of hard to read sometimes. So even so, when we first started becoming friends, I like. I remember I went over to your apartment. It was just you and Leah, who you were roommates with at the time. And I literally thought you hated me. Oh and sometimes, sometimes even now I think you hate me. No, <laughs> I feel like a lot of my friends feel that way. Um, like Lenny is always like, "What's wrong with you? Like, why are you in a mood?" I'm like, "I'm not in a mood. It's just my it's face. Just, yeah, my face just like permanently goes into like a pensive mode, and it looks yeah. like I'm upset when really I've just gone through like ten. 
downloads. <laughs> yeah. Which is the yeah. term. Yes. I, whenever I have a realization or something just clicks for me, this is very, like, this is about to get really deep, but um, I do a lot of introspection. So a lot of times when I'm triggered, the way that I'll try and handle my trigger is I figure out, okay, what happened in my childhood or in the past that is the root issue for why I'm being triggered right now. Because all of our triggers reveal a deeper root issue that has to do with probably a way that we were taken care by our parents, caretakers, friends, etc. Um, so I always try and figure that out. But whenever I do and I have this realization and this click of, okay, this is why I'm handling things a certain way or perceiving it a certain way, I call it a download. So a lot of times we just have downloads throughout the day All because the we're always in our heads thinking and it's a lot, but we're going to share with you our downloads. And um, because I think that one of the biggest, so we're, we want to talk about quarantine growth. Right. And this is actually another good segue into quarantine growth. Right. So I just started reading this new book. I'm not that far into it, but it's still amazing. My friend Sean recommended it to me. It's called Mindset, the New Psychology of Success by Carol S. Dweck. So right now, the part that I'm reading is about a fixed mindset versus a growth mindset. And it was like a huge revelation for me when I read that. I have not stopped talking about it. For <laughs> that was a major week. download for it you. It was a major download for me. So basically, I would have been living in a fixed mindset for the longest time when I was on the East Coast, growing Wait, up so in Miami and going to school in Boston. Can you explain what a fixed mindset is and what a growth mindset is? So a fixed mindset is basically when you feel, when you actually think that you have all the abilities and skills already that you have and that mm -hmm. you can't really improve on them. Mm -hmm. So imagine you're a kindergartner, right? And the girl next to you is creating like a crazy portrait just because she was born with that skill. Mm -hmm. A person with a fixed mindset is going to be like, I can't be an artist. Mm -hmm. I, I want to be an artist, but mm -hmm. I can't be an artist because look mm -hmm. at this girl next to me. She just created a whole, a whole portrait yeah. when I can't even do this. So it's basically just having like a lot of limited... Self-doubt. Yeah. You Subconscious of, yeah. Uh, limiting beliefs. Right. Which, But the good news about this is you can reprogram your subconscious mind and you can reprogram all of these limiting beliefs that you have. Right. And if you, for example, if you have parents who... Um, growing up with immigrant parents, I mm -hmm. constantly was told that I probably wasn't going to make it in the arts. I mm -hmm. wasn't talented enough. I wasn't going to be able to su succeed how mm -hmm. all these other people succeeded. So they constantly drove me to get good grades in school because I needed to be a doctor. I needed to be a lawyer. I needed mm -hmm. to do this and, or that. But I was constantly unhappy. I was like, I know that this is not supposed to be what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. I know for a fact that whatever my career is going to be, I'm not going to be working for somebody in that way. Like I'm yeah. not going to spend all these years studying when it's like school was never really my passion. I love to learn. Yeah. But school itself was never something that I was I yeah. look forward to do. Like I know other students. Did. Yeah. You've always said that to me too like throughout our friendship you've always said I'm not gonna have a nine-to-five job and I think especially going to be you a lot of our friends you know they work in finance or they they work a lot of them work in finance um, and these corporate nine-to-five jobs so I think actually going to be you sometimes kind of added like a little bit of a bubble around us like for me for example I know that you're a bit different because you've always known like I'm not doing a nine-to-five 
But um, for me, I just, I kind of didn't know what I wanted. And then being surrounded by everyone who was going towards this corporate. Um, you feel like you have to go that way too. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's what you're surrounded by. But actually that's, it's been so refreshing being friends with you because you literally just, you go towards what you're passionate about. And that's. Well, that, I try to. So no, I, but you do. We transcend, we're trying to transcend to a growth mindset. Now. Yes. Right. So let's get into growth mindset. What does that mean? So growth mindset, basically, you know that you can develop yourself. You're mm-hmm. very aware of how much ability and skill you have. Mm-hmm. But you know that if you put in the time and the effort that you're going to improve on those skills, that there is no way that you are at your maximum potential, that you know you're going to keep growing and you know that there's just so much that you can do with time and yeah. effort. Well, that I think also goes into manifesting because manifesting is the ultimate belief in yourself and in the universe that anything you put your mind to and anything you strongly desire there's this book called think and grow rich by napoleon hill it's a classic but he talks about in the first chapters that the first thing you need to have is your strong willingness and desire to achieve what you want and truly believe that you are a capable of doing it and b worthy of having it you need to have a sense of worthiness in yourself and you develop that through having a growth mindset and through also reprogramming all of these subconscious limiting beliefs like you growing up and having your environment our environment plays such a big role in our development and how we it's think and how your we environment act is so important yeah you which have is to design your environment for success totally and that goes hand in hand again with like what i was saying how you're the average of the five people that you spend your time with that has been such a theme in my life now when people just don't really add value to me or i feel like they're judge a big thing for me is judgment i will not be around people who i feel like are judgmental of others judgmental of me or just non-accepting because i think that's one of the biggest signs of a fixed mindset it's narrow-minded and you're not open to hearing you know different views and how else are you supposed to grow if you don't listen to outside opinions so that's again like tying it back to how we became friends and stuff my friend group and i think well just friend groups in college they're very clicky but a lot of times i would just i would feel so drained being with these people because all they did was talk about other people and when nat and i started hanging out i remember when we started getting a lot closer when lucky nat's um first dog came to BU so she had lucky at BU and I was obsessed with this dog he's like a little human lucky no no he is a human he is so smart he's so cute just like immediate serotonin and oxytocin release when you're around this dog it's amazing so I was kind of going through a phase where I wasn't really into going out and there was this dog like Nat and I were also neighbors we lived down the block and i was like you know what like let's just start hanging out and so i remember i had asked her i was like i because we had started getting closer but we had different friend groups so i would ask her like oh can i like hang out with you and lucky (laughs) you know and so we started going over to each other's apartments and kind of going out less and the one thing that was always so refreshing to me and what always drew me back to hanging out with nat was we would never, she would never gossip and we would never talk about other people. We would always just talk about our life or our ideas or just literally anything but that. And for me, I 
really focus on the energy I put out. So something I'm super aware of is how I speak about others and um, how others speak about others when I'm with them. And she was just someone who I always felt super comfortable with because she would she was super accepting of literally anyone, anyone from any different background. And I say this all the time. One thing that I admire so much about that is she will treat a homeless man and the Queen of England the exact same way. She treats everyone equally. And I think that is just like such an incredible characteristic and something that Deepak Chopra. Like, I'm like beating so fast right now. I'm like, so I'm on like a rampage of like my vows to that right now. But something that Deepak Chopra. Um, said that always stuck with me is a mantra to say to yourself every single day is I am neither superior nor inferior to anyone, meaning we are all equal. So when you truly adopt this mindset and treat everyone and view everyone as neither inferior or superior to you, it's it's empowering and it's uplifting. And, and that's what I really admire and what drew me to Nat is just she treats everyone equally and doesn't feel the need to compare herself, judge people, or literally anything. And, and I think that's one of the keys for having a growth mindset because you're open-minded and you're open to anything and you don't, um, I don't know, something just doesn't resonate with you, then it just doesn't resonate with you and you right. let go of it, you right. know? Yeah. This actually ties in perfectly with quarantine growth, right. which I think we should get into. But so before quarantine, and COVID and everything, I, and we just talked about this, but I used to literally pride myself on the fact that I just let everything roll off my back. I didn't feel strong emotions about things. Um, I really just kind of, su I suppressed everything, all my emotions, um, because I guess growing up, it just, I didn't feel safe to express myself. And that's something that I'm really, really working on, vulnerability, especially in relationships, opening up, expressing my emotions that is Same. that huge. is huge and it's it, it's so important the more i realize like the more i learn about myself how important open and honest communication is um but yeah so that's something that i have really addressed is being comfortable with vulnerability and um feeling confident just expressing my emotions and also knowing what i'm feeling because in, like in the past i would just pretend that like nothing bothered me but that's it. It just builds up in the back of your head. And if you don't address it, it will manifest as anxiety, anger, jealousy, right. resentment, bitchiness, like so all these low level, low vibration emotions and what you vibrate and what you emit that energy is what you're going to attract back. So that's why I really focus on putting out loving, supportive, positive energy right. for the people in my life. And and, and I'm very particular about the people in my life. So like Nat isn't just someone who like I just spend time. Like Nat also puts out incredible energy and supportive, loving, positive growth energy, which is why I'm so like, we're like magnets for each other. Literally, I am so attracted to you. <laughs> I'm so like, attracted. It's not even funny because I admire you so much. I swear every time I start journaling, I go off on a tangent about something that's been to taught me for the day. And I'm like, holy fuck. Like, why is she so awesome? I literally wrote in my journal last night. I was like, I admire her so much. And she's so smart. And she reads so much. And she constantly, like, every time she speaks, guys, 
We have been practicing this podcast for a few <laughs> days now just because we wanted to make sure that we were going to do this the right way and mm-hmm. sound educated and correct and make sure that, you know, we're talking. We wanted right. to be perfect. For we you. wanted to be professional. Mm-hmm. And I was so blown out of the water every single time that we did a little <laughs> practice because you just it would be like a little awkward at first but then once you would really get into it i was like dude i just listened to a podcast that <laughs> just blew me out of the like the water you um, you sounded so professional you constantly you. brought up examples of all of these um books that you read everything that you say is credible it's like thank you. I, I couldn't be more happier to have you as a podcast host and i'm oh so my grateful God. and appreciate we literally you so much <laughs> <laughs> No, but we really just like, I think we just fuel each other and we complement each other so well. And we grew up very differently, but we still just like, it just, it just works. We're literally magnets for each other. But going back to what, like with the, the reading and stuff, that's another thing that I did in quarantine. And it's crazy because I literally read more this past year than I did all throughout college and high school combined. College and high school, I like just got by I did and I'm not proud of this what instigated you to start reading um well I started reading in the beginning of the year before COVID even happened because I was getting a little bit more into spirituality and I just found the fact that we can change our subconscious minds and our brains with neuroplasticity our brains are plastic you can mold it change it constantly improve it and it's just they're like a computer like you can tell it something and if you tell it enough times and run a new program you can become a different person so I just I was so motivated by the fact that like I just knew that I could be anyone who I wanted to be I don't have to really conform to these limiting beliefs and once you start becoming aware of the limiting beliefs that you're telling yourself and the labels that you're you know living under because it's just what you grew up with it just it's so freeing so i so one of the biggest tools that helped me for growing is just immersing myself in books about neuroscience psychology and spirituality because yeah. and we'll get into like the benefits of yes. doing this a little bit later on yeah um and because it, it really ties into confidence if you are oh my god down yeah. about yourself or if you feel like yeah. you're some kind of funk this is going to help you so much yeah there was definitely a catalyst for this huge growth that happened in the past year <laughs> yeah. and i feel like for both of us um like as a common mm-hmm. one is just simply covid happened yes. and yes. graduation also happened so we yeah. finished school we finished a huge chapter of our lives mm-hmm. about to start a new one and then a whole pandemic happened yeah which means we never even got to do you know whatever seniors do yeah which is we fine. Li- yeah grateful yeah. for how everything turned out at the end of the day mm-hmm. um but it was crazy and it made us change so much and we had we, to yeah literally become different people or else we would have drowned yeah in the pandemic yeah so that was and then you had another catalyst as well well I mean, for me, like, Nat knows this, before COVID, I was extremely extroverted to the point where, like... And I'm very introverted. Nat's very introverted. You know what's so funny? We're so opposite, but we're also so similar. Yeah. Again, attractive, but whatever. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, so I was super extroverted, and I still am, but it was to the point where I... I could not be alone with my thoughts. And that was a subconscious 
um, way for me to cope with how much I've suppressed and repressed all of my emotions. I couldn't deal with the internal chatter in my head. So I would distract myself by going out, um, numbing with, I used to use drinking as a crutch to feel more confident um, or just always surrounding myself with people. And again, these people weren't adding value to me. They, all they would do is just gossip or talk about meaningless things and you just feel drained after hanging so, out with them and so that's drained. so important pay attention to how you feel yes. after hanging out with a certain person yes if you feel drained you should not be hanging out with that person yes. you should always feel energized totally even if you just spent the past like week with them straight yeah. you should feel you should feel energized. energized you should yeah. feel super drained because yeah. then there's there's just a miss something happening there yeah and a lot of times when you're out of touch with your emotions which is what happens when you suppress um you can't listen you can't i've gotten to the point where my body literally communicates with me and i've gotten to this point through lots of meditating i mean all i do now is really just internal work so i'm with myself a lot and doing a lot of just introspection but how you feel your body will communicate with you and how you feel after you spend time with someone if you find that you know you're just tired unmotivated drained just meh and you're just not feeling 100%, you will know, start taking inventory of who you're spending time with and how you feel whether when you're with them right. and also when you leave them. I remember I did a huge exercise last year and I posted it on my story and a bunch of people reached out to me. I basically wrote down at the end of my day all of the actions that I made or that I the big decisions I made mm -hmm. and how it made me feel afterwards. And then mm -hmm. I try to shape my next day according to those feelings. So oh I smoked at nine in the morning. That made me feel like shit. Yeah. I'm not gonna do that the next day. You yeah. know, because it ruined my whole day. It slowed me down, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. But oh I um I woke up and I immediately wrote down a few things that I was grateful mm -hmm. for versus going straight on my phone, which is what I wanted to do. Yeah. And I I felt way better I felt yeah. like I felt less stressed I felt more grateful for my day mm -hmm. ready for whatever the universe was about to bring me for the day with no expectations whatsoever yeah I knew that we were gonna record our podcast today obviously mm -hmm. we're super nervous and anxious yeah but no expectations because we're just going in this with yeah. an open heart and an open mind exactly and our, our intentions are absolutely pure we just want to yeah. talk to you I mean just want to yeah. give you and knowledge and educate you on the things that we work so hard on educating ourselves yeah and that's why I feel like this is just going to be such a great experience and journey yeah. for the both of us because we Definitely. our intentions are in the right place yeah. and our efforts are also just yeah. on point. Totally. And I think also that's another, because um, there's definitely a ton of exercises that you can do in order to, I guess, raise your vibration. Once you are self-aware and conscious, you, I'm, I swear, will start attracting so much abundance and happiness and joy and harmony into your life and so there's different exercises that i practice every single day and that's the key word here and i want if you take anything from this it's this part here but all of the introspection self-growth work self-awareness work is practice you can't just do it one day and then expect things to change and you also have to be compassionate with yourself you know be understanding it's like when you start a new diet on new year's and you know you fuck up one day and you have a bad meal you know you're you're gonna get back into it you get back into it the next day it's not like the entire year is now ruined and the same it's it's practicing you're practicing developing a healthier lifestyle 
And it's the same thing with self-growth and, you know, combating things like anxiety or bad uh, self-talk, things like that. It's practice. So you do these little exercises every single day and that's practicing and strengthening the self-love, self-growth, self-awareness muscle. So, for example, a practice that I do and that Nat does is I will not go on my phone for the first 30 minutes or hour of the day. I just I refuse to because our brains are the most malleable within the first 30 minutes of waking up and also before going to bed. This is so like this is so big because before I even knew this, before mm-hmm. you told me this, mm-hmm. I remember there would be times where I would wake up and I'd be like, oh, I woke up to this text message and you're yeah. in my day. Yeah, well, I'm sure you guys can imagine like, have you ever woken up to like a ter- like a shitty email or like a shitty text from someone and then it literally just it sets the tone for the whole day. So instead of doing that, you can actively and consciously do the opposite. So if you're starting your day by writing by really Uh, reflecting and thinking about things that you are grateful for that bring you joy happiness love and you're cultivating those feelings the first thing the first part of the day that's going to set the tone for the day as opposed to checking your phone get checking social media and social media too even if you're not consciously aware that what you're seeing you know you see all these hot girls in bikinis or whatever or you see all these successful people posting their highlights like you're subconsciously comparing yourself so that starts so even if you're not waking up to a shitty text you're still going to be subconsciously telling yourself and this is all unconscious you don't realize that you're doing this it's it's a program in your head but you're telling yourself i'm not good enough because i'm comparing myself to this person i'm not worthy enough i'm not rich enough i'm not skinny enough like you're just social media just tells you that you're not enough so instead of doing that first thing actively make the change and it's so it's such an easy switch and again it's a practice the more you do it the more natural it becomes and the more you look forward to it but why not go out of your way to change the narrative for the day right our brains are so powerful like it's It's all about perspective because you can change your day in a second something terrible can happen to you but if you look at it in a different light in a different angle way anything that you can do it's so hard and you're so tunnel vision and you're like Mm -hmm. why is this happening to me and victimizing Mm -hmm. yourself changing your perspective can take you a a whole new way it can literally make you so much happier i was actually i just posted this on instagram but a mantra that has really stuck with me is obstacles are detours in the right direction and, and that that also has like significantly changed the way that yes. i see life and that whenever something bad happens to me i'm like of course like, yeah <laughs> and so of course like you naturally want to fall into a victim mindset like when for example i get very attached to outcomes and attached to people and it's something that I really have to work on. And this and, is another. And it ties into expectations as well. Uh, totally. Having high, you shouldn't have any expectations for anything really because it just, yeah. it ruins it. It does. It ruins the experience, um, mm-hmm. especially if you don't reach those expectations. Mm-hmm. You're not as grateful for mm-hmm. the things that are happening. You're not as aware of what's literally happening right bef- um, in between your eyes. Like literally yeah. yesterday, I don't I received a text message that I literally tunnel vision read. Mm-hmm. I read it completely wrong. Yeah. And I was like, fuck this this sucks whatever and then she was so upset by it and then i kept thinking about it all day and then sabrina read the message and she was like you literally read this so wrong yeah because so she had this expectation that like 
that this person was going to respond a certain way. Yeah. And then literally her, our minds are just so powerful. And because she had this expectation, she read the text. Like this person is like basically just trying to fuck with me and like yeah, whatever. Because I also assumed that yeah. they didn't have good intentions. Well, this is another thing that I learned from a book called The Four Agreements. The four agreements are basically four principles to live by. And one of them is to never make assumptions, which again, goes hand in hand with expectations, attachments. And assumptions and expectations literally just are only going to make you unhappy because yeah. no one's ever going to live up to your expectations ever. and your assumptions are usually always wrong unless so, it's like yes. oh, an intense gut feeling which we'll get into yeah but assumptions usually come from a place of insecurity and yes. therefore you it's yeah. why you create well, these crazy scenarios that are just not true yeah it's it's our ego's way of protecting us so we have our ego and we have our higher self and our higher self is what I personally what I aim to be because that's it's just your most authentic purest form and you're detached from your ego your ego is there to protect you and your ego tries to protect you and it's based upon past traumas and past experiences so a lot of times when we're dealing with these you know seemingly shitty situations our ego that the voice in our head is going to tell us like this person's trying to fuck us over this person isn't being honest this person's doing x y and z that's going against us that's our ego because our ego makes assumptions and our egos take things personally but when you realize that first of all nothing is personal when people are resentful towards you judgmental towards you this is another huge 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 lesson i learned nothing is personal it's all based on the lens that they grew up with and the perspective they grew up with and the traumas that they went through right i want to give an example actually because i think this will resonate with a lot of people it has to do with relationships um but something recently that has just been a major download for me is when i'm dating an insecure guy i realize that something because when i'm dating someone insecure their insecurities are going to project onto me. So when they're, you know, acting shady towards me or acting, you know, unresponsive or uncommunicative because, you know, they see something that I post on social media and then they make the assumption that like I'm that I'm being shady. It's because of their own insecurities. They're projecting that onto me. And because I'm not I'm not doing anything shady. This is their issue. This is their um self-consciousness. And it makes me insecure because now they're going to be, I feel their energy and they're now because they're acting a certain way towards me because they assumed that I was being shady or something. They're acting insecure. They're projecting onto me and it makes me insecure. Right. So then you're in this loop of just insecurity and feeling like for me, it really affects me, especially in my relationships because, you know, being secure is something that I really have to work on. And Okay, this is another, I feel like we're on so many tangents, there's just so much to talk about. Yeah. So my point is, is that, you know, the person that is feeling insecure and projecting onto me, they could be feeling insecure because in the past they had a traumatic experience with their partner who, you know, made them feel insecure in this, in a similar situation. Right. So their ego is trying to protect them and, and it's an automatic belief. So this is an example of also a limiting belief that, you know, every time someone posts on Instagram and posts this, like, whatever, they're going to assume that it's them being shady when it's not, it's just their perspective and their lens that they're looking out of because of a past experience. So 
knowing this, this is one of the most powerful tools that you can have, uh, not against other people, but just to keep in mind that you don't need to take anything personally and you don't need to make assumptions. That's all it is, is our ego trying to protect us. So when you connect to your higher self and when you trust, so this is this goes into obstacles or a detour in the right direction, when you can just trust that when things are happening to you um, in a seemingly unfortunate way, in an obstacle, because you became attached to an outcome and suddenly it's not going as you planned, this is an opportunity to just trust that the universe is guiding you towards a situation that's going to serve your higher self instead of your ego. And once you can feel and actually trust and surrender to the universe and the guidance of the universe, your life, you're just going to flow. And when you're in a state of flow and surrender with the universe, that is when you open yourself up and allow yourself to receive manifestations, to receive abundance, to receive love, wealth, health, happiness. You have to be connected to your higher self and you cannot be attached to your ego. Exactly. Perfectly said. Um, I think this ties in perfectly with, so basically after the pandemic started, we never left spring break. Basically, we went on spring break and we had to go straight <laughs> yeah. into quarantine. Yeah. Um, and then graduation happened and we were all trying to figure out what to do with our lives, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm like, okay, shit, I don't want to go home. I don't want to go back to Miami. I don't want to live in New York where everybody is still stuck in this fixed mindset. Mm -hmm. I want to grow. I want to go somewhere where I'm going to be able to become a different person, find myself, figure out what I need to do without mm -hmm. having outside distractions that are going to make me insecure, doubt myself, etc. Mm -hmm. So I did the one thing that I told myself my entire life I wasn't going to do, and it was to move to LA. That was also an example of having a fixed mindset. Right. Having a fixed mindset because I held the belief that California was not for me, mm -hmm. the type of people that are here I wasn't going to get along with, people that I had met from California in the past, I didn't necessarily like. So I automatically put this label on all Californians that I was not going to like it. When really it was the best thing that ever happened to me. And I'm, I couldn't be more grateful that I decided yeah. to come out here. So yeah. basically what happened to me is, um, to be blunt, I took a bunch of acid. <laughs> I was like, I need to I literally face it out. I would face Matt and I sit on FaceTime for hours. And I would face her and she's like, I'm tripping right now. I'm like, it's 10 a.m. I'm trying to figure shit out, okay? Um, whatever. I took a bunch of acid up until I took a full stamp. I was basically microdosing for a bit until I took a full stamp. And then I really had my realizations. And then I basically adopted my dog, uh, yeah, right. packed my bags to I went to Joshua Tree first so I got an Airbnb in Joshua Tree because I didn't even have an apartment in LA yet I was mm -hmm. gonna figure it out while I was here super then, spontaneous super spontaneous and I did I found literally I could not even tell wait you manifested this apartment. apartment you literally manifested. I manifested this apartment I was like I need I witnessed a big it. apartment mm -hmm. that you know isn't in a, like a a, what is it like those buildings with like a gate and a condo and like a whole condo like just yeah. like a this is like as close to as a house as I can get yes with all the lighting there's it's literally mm -hmm. a forest in here like mm -hmm. if you go through my apartment it's mm -hmm. such vibes like it's I literally the location was perfect my environment yeah. to fit the lifestyle that I was looking for yeah and then in addition to that I met um an animator who basically flipped my world showed me like what i could do showed me the skills that i have and mm -hmm. i started animating i started creating art which led me into all these different kinds of hobbies like sculpting i met my boyfriend which was also or my ex-boyfriend which was like <laughs> also um 
something that I manifested because mm-hmm. during quarantine I had written a letter to the universe on the kind mm-hmm. of man that I wanted into my life and this man literally was in my life for a year before I realized and I decided to give him a chance one day like out of the blue and mm-hmm. we just like really hit it off we're not together at the moment but we're still really good friends you guys are on good terms yeah, yeah I have a lot a lot a lot a lot <laughs> yeah love for him and we can get into like you know the relationship and things that went well and didn't go well and ways that you learned from it but he helped me grow tremendously i see it every day like i shout out to i don't want to say his name but he made me um save my money which Mm -hmm. is very big for me Mm -hmm. i love to spend my money i've always had this mindset that i was like doesn't matter if i save because money's gonna come or go but he showed me that shit fucking happens like shit hits the fan all the time and mm-hmm. i know this like i live life we all live life and shit yeah. hits the fan all the time and there's always it, ha- it has happened to me multiple times in the past year where i needed large chunks of money mm-hmm. and i had to figure out really quickly where i was going to get all this mm-hmm. money so he, but you're always fine your relationship right? with money is actually really bomb but it's because i keep a high level of like an abundance mindset yeah and yeah. but he basically taught me how to save how to invest mm-hmm. how to live at my level of life not yeah. trying to live more luxurious yeah. than what i'm actually earning and living actually under what i can yeah afford. yeah um it's ba- he basically just like kind of pushed you more into adulthood. my financial brain yeah like, it's crazy yeah. how much money i would waste before this yeah but that was just it was he made me into a hustler which mm-hmm. honestly increased my confidence because yeah. hustling moving creating getting money um you're moving. more in a flow with your passion yeah, exactly i felt way more passionate yeah i felt more like energized bad bitch i felt like a yeah. boss i mean i still do. you are i still do because i'm still going actually since we broke up it was kind of like a push for me to go even harder yeah which is yeah. amazing like i'm so happy that happened because i still have him as a friend too yeah great. no it really worked out and i also just see um in your communication the way that you communicate with people is so secure and so healthy and authentic and that's something that I mean I think about last year when we would be in in the apartment and stuff we would we spent every waking moment together (laughs) our senior year you know I was talking to different guys and for me because I was so emotionally unavailable all I would do was play games and and I remember Nat actually told me, and I have a whole paragraph written because I write everything down. Um, she was like, she told me, we need to stop with the manipulative games. And so now, and I just, so she's always had this kind of straightforward, healthy mindset when it comes to talking to guys. But I really see it now, your way of communication. And I think it has to do a lot with your past relationship and just learning and growing more about yourself. Um but I just notice a change in your communication style and it's so much more effective and healthy. And you, and it's just the- Honestly, like my thought process when I'm writing out messages like that is mm-hmm. always, how do I write this message so that I can let this person know how I feel, like what mm-hmm. they did and how it made me feel, yeah. but yeah. also in a way where I'm not victimizing myself and I'm also being empathetic and compassionate yes. towards them. I'm like, yes. I kind of understand like why you did this or like why you reacted right. this way or, or why the situation is happening, but I need you to know like this this is affecting me in right. this way. You set a boundary. And I, yeah, I would set boundaries. And in my relationships, I would do this all the time. I would be like, 
when you when you do this, it, it affects my mental health. And I yeah. need to let you know that yeah. it took me a really long time to get to this state where I'm so strong in my mental health. Yeah. So I need that to was let, another quarantine I need to let thing. you know that if you're going to do this, it's going to affect me. And I'm not going to react in a way yeah. that you want me to. I'm not going to be at my highest abundance level. Yeah. You're not going to be receiving the energy that you are usually receiving from me because you're acting in a way that is making my energy vibrations lower. Yeah. So, but being able to communicate these things and for you can communicate all you want, but if the yeah. other person isn't listening, isn't receiving, yeah. then... And you're also, you have to remember, like, you're not responsible for how they right. take your boundaries. Because they have their own traumas and yeah. their own projections. And right. that's what being in a relationship is. You're you're with an entire other human being. Yeah, like, but think about how complicated you are. They're yeah. just as complicated. You think you have them figured out, but they don't. And you don't. You really don't. They have so many thoughts flying in their head. They have so many different perspectives, mm -hmm. things that are happening that you probably might not exactly understand. I know there were so many times where I would get mad in a relationship, but I'm like, why am I getting mad? He doesn't know the full story. Yeah. Well, that's, he doesn't know the details. That's another thing. Like, you can't assume, you can make assumptions that someone knows knows how you're feeling and especially with guys like no offense to you guys but you're so dumb like guys are so fucking stupid you literally have to like spell it out for them and it's like they don't, and and but I kind of love that I love spelling things out for people I'm really like, that's this a, is what xyz are you okay with that yeah, that's okay. something that i'm that i'm working on is like people pleasing and, and also just like fear of conflict right like it, i i have fear of conflict as well though yeah. that's definitely something i struggle with well that's why a lot of people struggle with setting boundaries and why it is like a practice and you have to really do it to, in order to get stronger is because it doesn't feel comfortable at first for a lot of people because you fear the the underlying emotion is like fear of loss usually and that ties into abandonment wounds from when you're younger and you fear that you know if you express yourself and you express your boundary that this person isn't going to want to stay with you or listen or respect you and in that case like all right fuck them like they get the boot immediately if right. they're not going to respect your boundaries but a lot of times you your ego tries to protect you and tries to tell you like this if you say this or express this boundary this person isn't going to respect you and a lot of times like you know you gotta give people the benefit expect the best from people you know don't assume the worst expect expect the best from people and you're going to usually receive that back if you're you know around good people but it's a win-win situation think of it as a blessing in disguise if you express a boundary state a boundary and someone doesn't respect it all right literally fuck that they're gone they're, Move not, meant on. they're, they're not meant not to be in your life and when you do and they do respect it then you know it actually That's a great feeling it is the most empowering feeling because you're what it is is you're expressing self-respect right and so when you're sending out that message into the universe when you're telling the universe i'm setting this boundary because i respect myself i know my worth and i know my value the universe is going to bring that back to you it's literally the universe it's law of attraction <laughs> you know the energy that you put out is the energy that you receive back it's such like a simple concept but people forget like that's right. why it's so important to focus on the thoughts that you're saying and another agreement from four agreements is to be impeccable with your word right. so that goes hand in hand with what you're saying to people and what you're thinking 
thoughts and words are spells and the strongest form of energy and we are See, all energy that's huge so like i'm the kind of girl that likes funny guys i guess that's what you would mm -hmm. say my type is is funny funny yeah. guys for some reason love to kind of self-deprecate themselves or that's an insecurity right by the they way. love to talk badly about themselves and make it a joke to get other people to laugh or they'll mm -hmm. make inappropriate jokes mm -hmm. um that, that disrespect your boundaries right that disrespect boundaries it's like um think just things like that funny guys yeah right? and it's like how do you how do you put a boundary with this person when you know that they they say things that make you feel weird because mm -hmm. you have such a strong belief that words are spells mm -hmm. but and but you they're like oh like i'm just kidding but like what do you do like when this person is like i'm just kidding all the time but like no but you keep saying it out loud so it's gonna happen like, yeah don't you understand that like what you're saying out loud like, manifest it manifests Dude, that's gonna happen and i kind of need to stay away well that's happen. why so I always say this to my friends when I hear them say like, oh, I'm so fat. I'm so ugly right now. Like, oh, bar, like I'm so dumb. Like, no. Self-deprecate. And I'm even if it's a joke. Smart. Yes. Like, no, but even if you just woke up from like. But even if it's like, even if it's a joke and a self-deprecating whatever, first of all, self-deprecating humor is an easy cop-out and it's a cheap way of being funny. It's not fucking funny. Get a new, get a new joke. Second of all, what you say about yourself constantly will manifest and that's how you reprogram your subconscious mind so anything negative that you are constantly saying to yourself you better believe that your brain is going to start picking up and you're going to start acting like that so you're going to start acting like someone who believes that they are ugly fat stupid whatever and you know if that's what you want to be so be it i'm not whatever but you can also do the reverse and you can also tell yourself like i'm strong i'm confident i'm secure i'm beautiful i'm wealthy like speak to yourself the way that you would want others yeah. to speak to you it's like the it's a golden rule that like right. it's so cliche but it's literally it's so fucking true right you know and that again what you tell your friends when you support your friends you're also supporting yourself because you're saying it to the universe you're putting out that energy so anything you say to yourself say to others right it's all gonna boomerang back to you so be impeccable with your word another four agreement right love yourself and others will love you true that was um another thing though that i struggled with in quarantine so to tie back to quarantine growth the theme of this episode um the catalyst for me i think with like i had like a major spiritual awakening but it started with attachment style do you know your attachment style i think you're avoided i think you're i think you're like me i think you're anxious avoided um, there's a test that you can do online I forgot what I was. But okay, so you, I suggest everyone, um, after you listen to this podcast, uh, you Google attachment style test. There's four different types. There's the secure attachment, which is obviously what you want to be, uh, the anxious attachment, the avoidant attachment, and then there's a small percentage of people who are anxious avoidant. And <laughs> I discovered that I was that sliver of anxious avoidant. Which means that um, when you're in anxious attachment, usually anxious people attract avoidance and avoidance attracts anxious people because their subconscious traumas complement each other and attract each other. So what would happen to me is I was talking to this guy and he, I thought, and so this is another example of how like people project them, like people 
are mirrors for you. So anything you feel about someone else is actually a reflection of how you feel about yourself and um, any triggers that you have from someone else reveal a part of yourself that you need to heal. So people are mirrors for you. Just keep that in mind. Um, but this guy, I would get so anxious when like I didn't hear from him or like he wasn't communicative with me and I would just get so anxious and feel really insecure and bad about myself. I was like, he doesn't like me, this and that. But usually um, anxious avoidance manifests that, you know, that anxiety as, you know, texting them extra or calling them extra or trying to uh, close the separation or the gap that they feel with this avoidant person. But I was opposite. So I would feel all of this anxiety about this person, you know, not reaching out to me or just not meeting the expectations that I held. And instead of, you know, blowing up their phone, texting them, doing extra shit, I would pull away and then I, I would become avoidant. So it was, it is just a vicious cycle. And it ended up, I would just suppress and repress everything I felt and it would make me go crazy in my head. And I finally realized that like, what just knowledge is power. So knowing that I had this anxious avoidant attachment, I Googled and I did so much research on how do you cope with this? How do you handle this? You know, what's going through the mind of someone who does have an avoidant attachment and avoidant attachments are when it's the opposite of anxious. It's usually when you feel uh, that intimacy is getting stronger or feelings are starting to get stronger. It's some, you know, you just avoid the situation and you kind of pull back because you don't feel safe expressing yourself or you don't feel safe with intimacy so instead of moving forward and deepening this connection you pull back right and so, so interesting from I, like everything that you're saying i'm like reflecting on it I'm yeah like, wow. but it makes but when you know your attachment style and you know your partner's attachment style that goes hand in hand with learning the right ways to because there's different ways to communicate with people there are frameworks like that you can follow for example what you said you know it makes me feel like X, Y, and Z when you do X, Y, and Z and you make it about yourself. But, you know, knowing how to communicate with someone who is an avoidant or an anxious attachment, it can, like anxious people need more uh, reaffirming. You know, they kind of need to know, like, uh, I'm there for you. I'm still, like, we're still together. Like, they just need more communication. Whereas avoidance, instead of, you know, reaching out to them all the time, you have to recognize that they're going to need more space or you kind of need to take things slower and it's not anything personal it's just how they've been conditioned to believe so learning my attachment style was huge I learned because that started you know I started doing more introspection I started asking myself why am I getting so anxious by you know this lack of a of a response when it's not even a big deal like half the time so again it's like my ego telling me like oh they're not responding to me because like they're doing this or like they don't give a fuck about me it's usually like they're working <laughs> like you know they're, right. they're they're busy people have their own lives it's it's not anything personal and then also learning that instead of retreating back into myself and completely avoiding the situation um, and that's another ego thing. I didn't want to like put myself out there and allow myself to feel vulnerable and embarrassed by like not having something reciprocated. I think honestly, I found a lot of confidence in my vulnerability because I'm staying so true to myself and so authentic to the way that I feel that I can express that. And, you know, whatever happens after you express it to the person, you can't control them. But to be so confident in, in who you are, the way that you feel that energy is so empowering and it resonates and the other person will pick up on it 
and people want to be around that. So I think there's a lot of power in being vulnerable and uh, learning how to express myself emotionally in a way that still respects other people's boundaries um, and without feeling like, you know, you're smothering them with emotion and all your shit, you know, you're, you're doing it respectfully, just telling them how you feel. Um, that has been a game changer, but you know, it's still something that like I have to practice and something that I'm working on because expressing myself just doesn't come as naturally unless I'm like with friends, but with guys, that's like, it's a work in progress. (laughs) Definitely in a deep state of reflection right now. Yeah, I hope you guys are reflecting on your relationships and your attachment style. I'm definitely style. an anxious um, avoidant. Uh, I'm, I'm just, I think I'm just anxious, and I attract avoidance. So like, well, that makes sense. Right? Yeah, you always, yeah, that's and if that's what's so fucked up. I don't really avoid things because I know that if I like this person, I'm willing. I'm, I don't yeah. avoid it. I'm like, okay, let's do this. But I find that that's so good. A lot of the relationships I get myself into, the guy is just not in the right time, or he's yeah. too busy, or something isn't aligning between us that we can't. Where I'm in a position where I feel like I'm not receiving enough, which is mm-hmm. what forces me to like put up this boundary mm-hmm. and to basically just walk away from something that yeah. isn't working for me. Um, well, you know what's so interesting that I learned? So senior year, again, I was talking to about like, I was talking to a few different guys. I mean, I was at school, so I was just like talking to these guys for fun, but I was attracting every single guy I talked to was emotionally unavailable. And this is an example, something that I finally learned was the reason why I'm attracting emotionally unavailable guys is because I was emotionally unavailable because I suppressed everything that I felt. And because the, even if I started thinking, you know, your thoughts and your actions have to align. So even if I'm thinking like, oh, I'm emotionally available, blah, 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 but I'm acting in a, and I'm playing games and I'm acting shady and manipulative. That's that's what's going to attract manifestation will not work. Yes, if you're not putting the right actions in alignment with those manifestations, like you have to act in accordance. You can't just sit on your ass and be like, "I want this to happen." No, you have to move, and yeah, you have to the smallest. You have to make the smallest thing. Just make that step, and you'll get there. Yeah, but actually noticing that, like the people that I was attracting, was a direct reflection of how I felt inside. That was like a slap in the face. It was a major slap in the face. And I was like, all right, I need to get my shit together. Um, and I finally did. But or honestly, no, I'm still kind of in like a weird right. situation. That like My college boyfriend was definitely, I think, emotionally unavailable. <laughs> but he made me feel like he projected so much onto me. He made me feel like it was my fault. Mm-hmm. Like it was my fault that this relationship didn't work out because there was... A lot, a lot of things that weren't lining up and in reality we both just have we were just both really different people mm-hmm. even though we had the chemistry and everything which is fine we weren't compatible and yeah. our thoughts weren't aligning we weren't uh emitting the same vibrational frequency yeah. these are all super important things and we also just like we just weren't on the same you weren't on the same level and you guys probably wanted different things too right but and i think back then too like your communication just was like right this different. was years ago this yeah. was like three or four years ago yeah um, that we're talking about but all of those it's it's all a learning process like mm-hmm. every obviously every guy we've been with we've learned so much not only about ourselves but about other people well i think relationships are one of 
they are the biggest teacher for yourself because right. it's such an intimate and personal thing. Right. But I've learned so much about myself because of my relationships. And I've learned that a quality that I, the next guy that I date, that I need him to be is secure. There's nothing sexier than someone who is secure because right. I think it's just the most authentic form of confidence. And also like, I want to be around people who are secure because you are the average of who you spend your time with. You have five people that you spend your time with. And security and confidence and authenticity are traits in people that I really admire. And I and I just, I want to be around that because that's how I want to be. Mm-hmm. So we I need think living security. our lives every <laughs> single day as authentically as possible, yeah. but I'm only going to attract authentic people. And like I used yeah. to say this all the time and I still do, like because I'm genuine and have pure intentions, I'm only going to attract people that are genuine and have pure intentions. Exactly. A lot of people told me before moving out to LA that I wasn't going to like it because the vibe doesn't match my energy. Um, I guess they were just trying to make me feel, I guess, good about myself. It was like a limited you know, belief like, though oh, too. Like, I'm not going to be, a, I'm not going to be an LA girl. They're yeah. trying to say it. I wasn't yeah. going to fit in. But at the same time, it, it did make me a little bit insecure. I was like, but yeah. I'm still moving to LA. So I have to figure this out. Because you have this limited belief right. that like, you, but you are what you yeah, attract. Yeah, but I came here and literally right off the bat, I came here not knowing anybody. And I only met genuine and yeah. authentic people with yeah. pure intentions. And that is because that is the, the energy, and energy yeah. that I hold at all times. Yeah. And yeah, like that's that's literally it. It's so simple as to just holding these beliefs yeah. in your head at all times and actually genuinely believing it. And it doesn't it's not all gonna unfold all like right away mm-hmm. but it's kind of like it's it does though in a way because when you reflect you're mm-hmm. like wait all this shit happened like yeah all that once, and I well that's why that's why i highly recommend journaling to right. literally anyone because when i read back in my journal i i can see like where my intuition was right or like where i was trying to manifest something or draw something in or attract something and then i look back and i'm like okay, wow, I did get this and I did reach this goal and I did like manifest the this. the best feeling. But somewhere. at the same time, it's not like we're perfect and we have oh my God, no. issues too. <laughs> I, I, pro- I catch myself projecting all the time. I used to catch myself constantly projecting on my ex-boyfriends and I would try to catch myself and say, oh, yeah. fuck, like I'm so sorry. Like that was literally me being, coming from an insecure place. I was projecting onto you because mm-hmm. I used to hold this belief yeah. because my ex-boyfriend did this to me. I thought you were doing that to me. Yeah. You know, like I catch myself all the time. It's all about how you handle how it, you how you cope it. with it. There's no reason to feel any kind of shame or embarrassment. Yeah. Actually, you should feel empowered that you are able to have a conversation like that with your significant other. Yes, that totally. Just has, it's, all, it's a green flag for a healthy relationship. Totally. And, like, absolutely. Even if you guys are on the same level, if you guys can still have that like that yeah conversation mm-hmm. where you guys where you, where you guys sit down and say like this isn't working because of this this and that and i need to step away and do this and you yeah. step away and do that maybe we can come back together yeah. like that's that's amazing. so healthy and yeah. it also like you're actually helping the other person when you set a boundary you're helping them grow you're and, and grow. help them. them yeah and you're helping them reflect on like okay maybe this behavior wasn't okay and maybe i shouldn't do that because it makes people feel bad like wow that's crazy you know but like it yeah it helps yourself and it also you're doing yourself a favor and you're doing the other person a favor and you also just have to remember that like if something isn't working now 
trust that it's a detour in the right direction towards something even miracle. better because it's helping you anything that the universe gives you any test any trigger any opportunity is all a way to guide you towards your highest self and towards the greater good of the collective it's always going to guide you in the right direction and if you can actually um perceive the situation that way it makes going through it so much better and this is something that like i really have struggled with especially with guys like it just it always i'll get so bothered or so upset by something and i have to remember like no this is teaching me something and i'm becoming stronger and moving towards my higher my highest self and Absolutely. like and then i'm like okay why the fuck am i getting upset over a guy like and but this teaches you you know everyone is going to get upset everyone is still going to have their triggers and i want to just make that very clear i'm not perfect i get triggered a ton but what I do practice is my emotional resilience. So the gap between when I'm triggered versus when I'm, you know, back in my bad bitch, authentic self, the time between that is getting smaller and smaller because I'm working on how to cope with it and working through my internal chatter, my ego and everything. And that's the most important thing is, is making that gap between, you know, trigger and high self, making it as small as possible. Right. And you also, like, the more that you do it, you learn what it's how, how to make it smaller right yeah. you start to do things that make you make you feel better like exactly yes in a shower going journaling walk, meditating Medi you yeah, you exactly. figure out what coping mechanisms work and then you just apply it and you right. practice it and you feel and the feeling of like really getting stronger and more emotionally resilient is so empowering because it's a reminder that like you can go through shit and you can you really experience something that seems like such an obstacle and just such like a shitty situation and then you come out on the other side and you actually think of it as like a growing lesson and you just become stronger and then it makes dealing with things another time or another round or another trigger it makes dealing with it so much easier because you're like okay i know i'm going to be able to get through this and i dealt with something even worse in the past so this is nothing right you know totally so that was a lot. Yeah, that was a mouthful. Um, I feel like for the next episode, we could talk more about um, personal dating stories and how we've gotten through it, how we've gotten stronger. Because, you know, dating, breaking up and stuff, it can really take a toll on someone. And I know that COVID has really strained relationships just because of the circumstances so i think ways to really cope with that glow and up. after a breakup glowing up yeah. yes and then we're also going to teach you red flags green flags yes um, and then more just universe stuff like really connecting to your authenticity right. and cultivating a sense of internal confidence and security right we're also going to vegas this weekend so Woo! we'll have a get little bit out <laughs> Yeah, so we'll discuss Vegas, keep you updated on that. But I think that's, I think that's, that's it, it for overall. now. Thank you guys so much for listening. You have no if you sat through this entire podcast, yeah. <laughs> our first episode, thank you we so much. We love you. We love you so much. You have no idea how much we appreciate you and are so grateful to have you as a subscriber slash yes. viewer slash yes. supporter. And we also want to know any questions that you want us to address or topics that you want us to address. Let us fucking know. We are here to serve you yes. and offer value to you. And it's basically just like a look into our conversation. This is what we talk about all the this time. This is our daily so, conversation that we basically turn we into help, a podcast. Yes, we help each other grow and then 
honestly, that was like the whole idea behind the, the podcast is we help, help each other grow. grow so much. Right. We're like, why the fuck we want to we not you. share We want to help you. So also yes. feel free to DM us on Instagram. Any questions that you have for us, mm-hmm. anything that you guys want us to um, talk about. Um, if you want to share your lessons with us, feel free. Oh my God. Yes. Yeah, so we'll the next episode. We'll talk yeah. about it. And, like, or if you have like, uh an issue or something we could help give you advice and right. just kind of walk you through it so, yeah, so hit so us much. up and thank you so much for tuning in and we can't wait for the next episode okay love you bye, bye.